This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The topic of today's talk is going to be Ben Adam Lechaveiro and Ben Almamoko, mortal enemies or um, complements. It's a kind of a bit of a strange name for the topic, but the truth is we tend to think about it that way. Um, we've heard many times people have this type of uh, attitude, you know, if you're not a mensch, it's what's all your learning worth, what's all your mitzvahs worth, the main thing is to be a mensch, um, you know, and, and so on. That's the type of comments that we're used to hearing. It's certainly it's jarring when a person does not feel, um, when a person acts extremely devout in one area and very undevout in the other area. So we tend to feel very sharply the hypocrisy of something like that, and it's, it's, it's rightful. But in the big picture, um, are they sort of at loggerheads with each other? Um, we tend to think of a person who's a nice Benadam Lachavero person. He's a great guy, fun-loving guy. You know, we, we have a good time together and everything. Uh, Benadam Lamakom tends to be sort of stuck in his yeshiva or his stender and whatever it is he's learning. I don't see really that, there's, um, that he's ever interacting with people. So somehow it's come to us as being at loggerheads. People excuse that not keeping mitzvahs. Well, but I make up for it by being a really good person. There are not, I may not be the most devout person. My Shabbos might be a bit off. My kashas might be kind of very compromised. But I'm a real mensch. I'm a real good person and, and so on. So I would like to start with a Rambam and sort of uh, pose a question. This Rambam is in Pirush HaMishnayis, which is his explanation on the Mishnah. He started when he was 23. It's quite a young age to have written a classic commentary, but we have it. And the Rambam says, he speaks about a concept, a term called Chaver. Chaver in the Mishnah means the following. People are normally trusted with regards to Kashrus, they, however, were not trusted with regards to taking off the appropriate um, tithes, the appropriate masa and truma, because people try to cut corners. It's expensive and so on. So anybody who is, um, anyone who's trusted is called a haver, and you can rely on what the person um, says about it. So the Ramam says, what does the word haver mean over here? The Ramam says, Nikra Talmud Chacham. A Talmud Chacham is called a Chaver. Talmud Chacham, in the jargon of the Talmud and the Rambam in this case, is not simply a very, very learned person. It's a person who is learned and pious. The word Talmud Chacham includes both. So he says, Why are they called Chaver? It's kind of a strange name. They are a very loyal friends. Why? 
because it is a society or a friendship. I don't know how to translate exactly. L'shem Shemayim. Now, the Rambam here is merging the two in a way that's anything but counterintuitive. Um, it, it's, it's counterintuitive, I'm sorry. It is counterintuitive. The Rambam says, Atamad Chacham is called a Chabad. Yes, that, that is what it means in Mishnah. That no one disagrees. But he says because they have the ideal friendship slash society slash benadam l'chaveri because they're very l'shem shemayim. Okay, well, very l'shem shemayim tells me that you put on very wonderful tefillin, very, very mahajan tefillin, you're very careful about your kashras, you, you spend long shmonesras. Why, why is it same thing about the friendship? Where does this loyalty of friendship come into play? That's the point we're going to try to address. So let's ask ourselves, let's come back and ask ourselves, what are the motives of Ben Adam Chavere? Let's take a nice guy. Somebody people like, he's always treating people out for a game. Um, the person is, uh, you know... He buys drinks for everybody, he's got jokes, he's fun, he's alive, he's the life of a party, and so on. Let's take a person like that. And this is what we would consider to be, this is what's considered in society to be a great person, but on the Javero. Um, there was somebody in, in Israel, a politician, a very, very secular politician, who was asked, he, he was supposed to be in a ceremony and read the Torah, and people make comments about the last person in the world you would think uh, you'd want to read the Torah, and he got very insulted, and the chief rabbi appeased him and said, well, there's been Adam Lechavero, and you definitely are a paradigm in that. I, you know, that was sort of more, I think, an appeasement to a very important official, <laughs> rather than what may or may not have been his genuine regards. But let's take that person. He's a great person. He's fun. He knows where everything is. He's always ready to play a, a, a game and whatever. So the simplest motive is we all enjoy um, being the center of attention. We enjoy people thinking well of us. We enjoy people saying, well, this guy is great, personality, he's so on and so forth. That is the outermost emotive, outermost in a sense, least good. And that is something that we would um, certainly even find flawed. It's narcissistic. It has nothing to do with the chevr, it has to do with yourself. So that we can eliminate as being positive. Next, let's take somebody who enjoys people's company. Um, solitary confinement is an extraordinary form of punishment and it's limited because it's seen as being extreme people um, need friendship and social interaction the way they need food and drink and that is something which is a necessity it's built into the human being and therefore I would consider it neither good nor bad we would consider it a function of biology slash psychology of what a person is. Every person like that fulfills a need by interacting with other people. An animal like a bee or an ant who has a social type of arrangement 
or any animal, usually most animals have some sort of arrangement, whether it's a pride or a flock or whatever it is, um, it's normal. It's normal, and it's neither good nor bad. Let's go a step further. We have a person who is sensitive to other people's pain. A person who has great empathy for another human being. That is already positive. And we could see it as being virtuous and and something that's definitely admirable. But that in itself is not Ben Almachavero. And let me explain where I see this from, where I know this from. The Gemara says that Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the editor of the Mishnayis, um, became very ill, suffered for many years, and then got healed. And the Gemara says the suffering was a punishment for something, and the healing was a reward for something. Um, what, was the, what was the terrible thing that caused the suffering? Well, he was once... He did not display empathy for a cow that was being led to the slaughter. It says the cow nuzzled him and said, please save me. And he said, no, this is what you're supposed to, this is your function. And therefore, he was punished. Um, Many years later, his maid was cleaning out the house and there was a little, there were a bunch of kittens that she threw out. And he said, no, it says, Rachmo Kolmasov. God is merciful on all his creatures. You need to be merciful. So a voice came out and said, you know, he's, he's merciful and so too we will be merciful on him. So mercy, empathy is a quality that applies not only to fellow human beings, it applies vis-a-vis animals as well. So it's a positive quality. It's, it's a religious slash divine quality. But it's not Benon Chavero. Um, my late Rebbe, Ramesh Shapiro, used to ask, um, you know, there are five mitzvahs in the Torah as regards a person, how he treats his donkey. We would not consider that in a class of being Adam Lechamoro. There's no such class. These are five mitzvahs that happen to involve the function of a donkey. Benon Chavero is a much, much deeper type of mitzvah. So what is that motive? What's, what's the drive for Ben Arman Chavero that would take it out of the class of the Rachmokal Maisev, of having mercy on anything, and put it into a class of its own? So I'm going to say over a maral. The maral is, I'm not going to read all of it inside or eat much of it, and I'm, I'm going to reinterpret it a bit, re-explain it, but it's his point, and it's the point he's making. He's referring to a Mishnah Pekavis. It says, Your friend's honor shall be dear to you like your own. This is something that is an extremely important injunction, and it brings a person to Olam Haba. And he brings a, uh, a Gemara. The Gemara says, When Rebelezer was sick, the same Rebelezer was sick, his Talmidim came in to visit him. They said, Rebbe, 
Lamdin or Chaschayim v'Niska Lolam Haba. I want you to teach. We want you to teach us what are the pathways of life, and therefore we shall be able to enter Lolam Haba. So he said, "Hizar bechvod chaverchem." You should be careful in your friend's honor. So, it's the same point Rabbi is making. So let's let's flesh out the case. Let's try to understand what exactly this was. Nobody argues that it's important to be careful with other people's honor. It's virtuous. Everybody would agree with it, and so on. Even somebody secular, it's, it's a, you know, it's a perfectly. Um, valid, positive uh, quality. But they were asking him on his deathbed, and they were saying this world has many, many pathways. In other words, not just nice mitzvahs to do, pathways. I mean, because or else, if they were asking him just for mitzvahs, what's the problem? You give tzedakah, brings to him haba. You learn, brings to him haba. You daven, brings to him haba. Everything brings the person home haba. Everything's a mitzvah that he gets rewarded for. They were asking him a sweeping approach to life, a, a, an activity that's a lot more than just a particularly good act, but something that actually is sweeping and is able to form a pathway to enter life. That's what they were looking for. So he told them, be careful in other people's covet. So something about this mitzvah, something about this attitude, I should say, or approach, is something that we can call a pathway to life, and it it gets you to the gateway of Olam Haba. What is it in particular about this mitzvah? So the moral says as follows. The reason why a person is deserving of being treated with kavod is because the person is tzalem alokim. Every single person has something in him, about him, that is tzalem alokim. It's divine. And whatever feelings of reverence that we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we also need to find something similar to a person. It's something that is lacking in us if we don't recognize the other person. So Tselem Elohim, first of all, is something that is um, at the core of how I treat other people. On the, on the other hand, it is at the core of what it is that I demand for myself. Bein Adam Lamakom is not so much directed at helping God. God doesn't need our help or assistance or whatever it is. It's directed at bringing out from within ourselves Selmulakim. Every person recognizes his self as being divine and to bring out his true self. Just like a person, um, when he's in a place that people look down on him and they don't recognize his value, you feel crushed and hurt and upset. When you yourself are disappointed in yourself, 
when you recognize that you have in yourself Selma Lakim, that is the motive for the Ben Adam Lamakom. So both Ben Adam Lamakom and Ben Adam Lachavero both carry within themselves the same point. And the point is Tselem Elohim. I carry with myself Tselem Elohim. How is it that I can do something so crass? There's a heart-wrenching kinna. It's based on a Gemara. It says Rabbi Shmuel was the high priest. He was, he was the last high priest. and was a, He was an extraordinary person. That's the Gemara says he saw the Shechina when he went in. His son and daughter were captured by two different Romans and slaves. They wanted them to mate, so one dark night they threw them into a room. Each one said to himself, how can I profane myself? How can I soil myself? Me, a child of Aaron Cohen, a child of the priesthood, how can I stoop and live with a lowly slave, servant? And in the morning they recognized each other and they were so overcome with emotion that they died. And that's the, the kinna. But what prompts a person more than anything else, the real prompt for doing what is Ben is that this is really who I am. I'm Tzal Malikim. So Ben Adam are two halves of the same puzzle. I need to recognize Tzal Malikim in other people and in myself. If a person is very, very, very devout, and he's shaking a little Vanessa again, he's, you know, he's putting on film with a lot of Kavana, but he is really not nice to other people. So I will, and he doesn't recognize Samuel Kim, he has no covet for another person, then I will say that his motive for being so religious is reward, punishment, avoidance of punishment, so to speak. It's not Selma Lakim. Because if your focus was on your Selma Lakim, then the other person's um, Selma Lakim would be just as precious to you. you. You would have a certain reverence for the other person, because if I see Selma Lakim myself, I must see the other person. I'm, I'm not different than the other person. We both have Neshamas. Kershbahu didn't uh, divvy up some, some humans with and some humans without. Secondly, and there's another area. On the other hand, let's, let's, let's contrast it. If a person is wonderful, but nothing, no, no greater demands on himself. He, he loves to play ball with the chevra. He loves to drink with the chevra. He loves to do this with the chevra and that with the chevra. So I go to subscribe it to a, um, a social need. It's, it's a need that Hashem put into us. It's certainly not unpleasant for other people, but there's nothing much to it. And let's see where these things play out. The person, first of all, the person who is a very religious person, but he's not nice to other people, then the motive is somewhere else. It's not Salman Lakim, like we said before. It is his own... Um, it, it's, it's some sort of... It's narcissistic. It's, it's his self not as Tzalmalakim. But let's take a look at some of the other side. A person who's a great guy, but he's not 
he doesn't have that sense of Tzalalakim. So the first thing is, my giving to the other person will focus on having a great time and so on. Being Zohar in his kavod is alien. I mean, I'm giving you what to eat, I'm giving you what to drink, I'm giving you a place to stay. Why is the kavod so important? I don't live in a world. Animals need to be fed, they need to be kept away from danger. They don't need to be clothed. They don't need dignity. The word dignity doesn't apply to an animal. So if I don't understand Selma Lakim myself, I have a hard time giving it to other people. I want to make a remark in this, in this context. You know, when people eulogize other people, so, you know, people who are close, reminiscent, you sit reminiscent about times, and every person has different um, elements in his personality. Some of it is the Tzalma Kim that's shown through. Some of it is not the Tzalma Kim. And yes, everyone has the weaknesses. Everyone has those areas where there's a lot of interference between his guf and Tzalma Kim. So a person gets up and eulogizes another person, and he says about this other person that this other person was, he was such a Ravens fan, or whatever it is they call it here, and you know, when they would win a game, he would jump up and down and treat everybody to a round of drinks. Um, or this person loved, uh, I don't know, doing this, that, or the other stuff. Okay. It, it's um, uh, eulogizing about covered amaze. Where's the covered? I mean, we may have fond memories of doing stuff together, but where is the covered? I, I must. <laughs> say something that I felt many years ago um, in, when Rabin was assassinated there were there was a eulogy delivered by Clinton by Bill Clinton um, for those who don't remember he was the president of the United States at the time and there was a eulogy delivered by a very very high ranking Israeli official and I was embarrassed with what the Israeli officials like to say. Clinton spoke about the Akeda, about Yitzchak sacrificing himself, whether or not we'll buy into it. But that's a beautiful thought about a person and so on. The Israeli officials said we used to eat a lot of things together, drink a lot of things together, and do stuff together. All of it was kind of a sort of a wink of the eye kind of stuff we shouldn't have done, kind of. Which is okay when you're reminiscing about somebody, but when you're saying a hesped and you're being osek and kvodosh adam, this person has no music what kvodosh adam is, because there is nothing like that. It's terrible. Um, so the first thing is to understand the value of kavod. Kavod doesn't mean I have to think this person is perfect, but when the time comes to honor him, I need to find things that are unworthy because that's its own lakim. That's one takeaway from it. A second point, and this is to what the Ramam says. Whenever a person is absolutely true to Tov, as the Torah defines it, he can always be trusted upon. Um, let me share a story. 
Somebody once came um, to me, a person in the, my community, a person was very upset that someone who they were very close friends with and they worked in the same place did not do something for her, it happened to be as the case, that halachically they couldn't. In other words, it, it meant divulging a certain information that this person, due to the job, was privy to and would help this other person. Halachically, it absolutely, the way the situation was, was not allowed to. So, and this person is a very firm person, and she was very upset. And I tried gently to explain to her that the other person was doing what was right. And, you know, she was still upset, and she said, all I can say is that if I won the, if the shoes were on the other foot, I would have acted that way towards the other person. In other words, divulge something I shouldn't have. That's, you know, so uh, forgetting about the being Adam Lamakam, let's leave out the Torah aspect of it. But how loyal does that make you? At the end of the day, so what's driving me? Not the sense of Tzalm Lukim, because Tzalm Lukim would say that the other person, the third person, Tzalm Lukim, is more important because that's the way the, you know, that's the way the case was. So basically, it's just because I like you a lot. Well, liking comes and goes. I think you're a great guy and I love spending time with you, but then somebody else was a greater guy and I love more spending time with him and that's over, so my friendship is over. The understanding that a bond that's based on having a good time and fun is by its nature open to changing. Um, I once read a book about why, why it is terrorists are more difficult, are difficult to apprehend as opposed to criminals. And the answer was very simple, that a criminal is in it for himself at the end of the day. All the loyalties are there because it's scary to be disloyal, and it is rewarding to be loyal. So imagine the following scenario. Your gang did some crime, and they caught you. The police sits you down and says, listen, very carefully. You're the only person we caught. We don't know who the other guys are, and we can't get hold of them. So, if we don't help anybody else, you're going to sit here 40 years in jail. We're going to accuse you of everything. And, you know, absent anybody else, you're going to get everything. And they will take the money, and they will take everything and anything, and you will rot in jail. Your other choice is to rat on your friends. We assure you they will sit in jail, or, or whatever, or worse, and you'll have the money. Think about it. There's no it, it, the loyalty is based on just because it pays to be loyal, it doesn't pay to be disloyal. Okay, so so when doesn't you know when, when there's no choice, then then I simply uh, then I'll rat. A, a, a terrorist is motivated by something else. He's motivated by some religious cause, like you know we're going to go straight to to heaven and get who knows what. He might be motivated by liberty, establishing the country. Whatever it is, it's something that's meant to transcend um, the, the, the physical have or have not. And therefore, he could be he's a lot more inclined to hold out. It, it, it's something I was... There was a fellow in education in an education institute that was involved that um, a roommate of his had engaged in very destructive behavior 
and it was something that could have destroyed him, could have destroyed other people, could have destroyed the school. When we found out, I, I called him to task for not uh, telling someone about it. And this person said, he's a from boy, and not a bad boy, not a, he said, you know, I have very strong principles about not ratting on other people. And that's what I live by. I told him, I recognize that philosophy. It's a philosophy that originated in an island off Italy. It's not a philosophy that is compatible with Judaism. If somebody else is about to jump off a roof, or about to throw someone else off a roof, if you don't tell, you're an accomplice. And understand, that's not an extreme of ben It's not a positive norm Havero when you disguise, you let somebody do something bad and hurt someone else. It's an extreme in being bad to your chava and being bad to other people. You just, because your Ben Olam is just kind of from the movies. You know, pals, you swear secrecy, no ratting, and so on and so forth. That's, that's as alien as can be. So I guess, sort of putting together the whole thing, um, the loyalty, Ben Adam Lechavera and Ben Adam Lamakom are two halves of the same equation. You can't have one without the other. Ben Adam Lechavero, Ben Adam Lamakom is the recognition that you have Tzalmalikim, and that's who you are, and that's the affinity that draws you closer to God. And Ben Adam Lechavero is the recognition that God is everywhere. And everyone has Tzalmalikim. Now, make it very clear. Tzalmalikim does not cover the entire personality of the other person. I don't have to think that everything the other person does is right or good or coming from a good place. I can be very, I can very clear and say this is wrong, this is bad, this is terrible. But somewhere along the line, I need to be able to say that this is somebody who is, who has something in him. If I can't find it in the other person, for I'm standing and eulogizing, the nicest thing I can say about the person is they love to drink beer after ball game and, and yell hooray, then I have a problem because I don't know where to find someone like him. I have to be able to recognize it. When a person has one or the other heavily weighed that way, then, then it's lacking in what he has. A person who has been Adam Lamakon, but not Javero, then the Adam is a sort of self-serving. Yes, he recognized there's a God, and God has things that he likes, and it's, you know, it's worth my time to be on God's good side. When a person has um, been Adam Lechavero in great dosages, totally out of proportion to Adam Lechavero, no, it's not because you're a good person. It's because this is your psychological need. You need Hevra. Let's even say for good, we just meet Hevra because that's where a person is. It might make you a pleasant pal, but it's nothing to do with the real meaning of Chavashaft or Ben Adam Lechavero. Ben Adam Lechavero is a bond to others as deep as the bond to God. And it's only possible when the other person's self and the Tzalm Lechim, the other person, Tzalm myself, are recognized being the same. The, um, and as we said before, Rebeliezer's profound words were, 
if you want to get to Olam Haba, Olam Haba is a world of different values. It's not just the, the, the reward a Kaddish Baruch gives. Fine, Kaddish Baruch gives rewards. It's what's the gateway to a different world, a world that's spiritual. The gateway is to recognize that Solomon can be a person. It reflects itself not just by taking pity on him and feeding him if he's hungry, starving. That's true about an animal. It, it reflects itself when a person is mechabed, um, the other person. When a person is able to show deference to, to the other person as uh, existence. That's called Ben Adam Lechavero. And when a person has the two of them, I think we end up following the path that the first mission of St. Perik is. What is the what is the derech yeshara, the straight road for a person to go? Anything that brings him tiferes to the one who does it and tiferes from people. In other words, where the where the seem to walk step in step in harmony, that's the true derech hayasha that, that a person is following.